Welcome to the How of Car Washing, the podcast that helps the car wash owner, operator, and manager address the challenges and opportunities associated with building and running automated car washes in today's fast-paced environment. And now, here are your hosts, David Begin and Henry Lopez. So, Eric Wolf. Are you the CEO of the International Cars Association? That sounds like an interrogation, David. You just want to verify my title. In fact, in <laughs> fact, I am. In fact, I am the CEO. Okay, so we're doing our first annual splash. What's to be expected? You know, it's a brand new model for us. We've never done something like this before. And in fact, in the industry, they haven't had an event exactly like this. We're very familiar with trade shows and tabletops. But this is designed to be something easy to engage in for operators and vendors um, one night with lots of education and networking. So I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Yeah, we've got about 700 people signed up so far. We do, in fact. And only half are checked in right now, which means this will hopefully get even busier as the day goes on. That's terrific, terrific. So obviously working with car wash owners and operators, what do you think are the three biggest issues right now that they're thinking about or facing? Well, I think some of it depends upon the model of the business that you're in. If you're a self-serve operator or you're a petroleum gas station operator or an express tunnel sort of guy, uh, so I know things like labor costs and input costs are always paramount. Depending upon your model, will be more challenging than the others. I think right now the topics in the industry, the monthly programs and subscriptions is a huge area of focus. Uh, I think finding retail locations is becoming incredibly, or even more important than before because it's the industry is developing and to put in some of these car washes that require higher volumes, you have to be more and more careful to put them in the right place. Uh, and then I just think for in independent business people, the idea of networking and learning in these educational sessions is more important than ever because you operate on an island a lot of times. You're, you're on your own as an independent, which is wonderful, but you also need to get new ideas and test things that you're thinking about. I think the International Car Association's done a great job of networking people together and putting them together as far as learning and you know getting a lot of new ideas. You had a lot of great events this year uh, that you put on besides Splash. So they had the European Car Wash Tour, which I got to participate in, which was fun. And you've got a, uh, a hunting trip coming up in November. So what's, uh, what's on tap for 2017? Oh my gosh, we still got three or four things to get through this year. But, but you know, thematically, you're right. I mean, we, you know, we've always been known as having a great big trade show, and there's a value in that, certainly. But also events that are mi medium size and events that are small size. It's all about bringing people together to share ideas. And so whether it's 15 people on a car wash tour of Europe or it's 8,000 people at a trade show, all those things I think have value uh, to help us learn and be more successful retailers. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. That, that's what I love about the International Car Association. So we're seeing a lot of big private equity money starting to come into the industry. How do you think that's going to impact our business? Well, I, actually, I think I might break it into two buckets. One is, yes, yeah, certainly private equity. So some of the recent transactions in the last couple of years has attracted those level of investors that are calling around and actively trying to find their way into the market. I think even more than that, the idea of private money people who are coming into the industry already, let's say in investor groups they've assembled on their own. So commercial lending used to be the way you got in. And nowadays I think you're seeing much more commonly people coming in saying we're going to build three, not because they hope to get a loan for the second after the first one works, but because they've got the cash, they've got the investors behind them privately to have the capital to do three pretty quickly. So uh, whether it's private equity or it's private money, those dynamics have changed from an industry that still is highly fragmented, but uh, didn't grow up that way. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're seeing a lot of people that are building three car washes, talking about building five car washes, talking about having chains instead of just one or two. I think that is changing the, the dynamics, but also it's going to increase the challenges. So they're going to have to be operating in a much more professional manner. They're going to have to have their operating systems in place. They're going to have to have their training in place. They're going to have to operate like big businesses instead of small ones. That's right. I, I, you and I have think they've talked about this before. I think for years we talked in the car wash industry about being a great operator. And that's an important distinction. Oh, so-and-so is a great operator. And I think the next evolution for our business is to be a great retailer. And it's 80-20 right now in great operators, and it's even more of a distinction to be a great retailer. There's handfuls of those. So if you can get to that place, you're highly defensible, you're highly differentiated, you can, be, you can command greater margin than someone who's not, but that's the next step for us. Exciting, so we're excited about Splash. So thanks for all your help, and we'll look forward to seeing how this turns out. Thanks, David, appreciate it. Okay, thanks. Tell me your name. Brian Goots. And you own a car wash in Colorado? In North Denver, yes. Okay. And how long have you been in the car wash business? A year and four days. Okay, so how's it going? Four days, you're counting. Uh, we, we've signed up for year two, apparently, okay. so yeah. Okay, yeah, it's one of those things you got to keep going unless you want to sell it. But uh, yeah. So what do you think are the two or three things that kind of surprised you when you got in the car wash industry that you didn't, didn't expect? Oh, quite honestly, I think everything was because um, I didn't do any really research. I partnered with my brother. He did it all. I kind of signed on at the last minute to get involved, so I, I think the understatement would be drinking uh, from a fire hose for the first year, but it was awesome. We kind of learned on the fly. Um, I do a little bit better than, than that, but um, really just how behind the scenes, how much goes on. I mean, it, the, the lure of it was it is a very simple looking business, uh, but behind the curtain, there's a lot of moving parts and pieces, uh, obviously equipment, but there's more to than that. So we, um, we took on a, a car wash that needed some, some help um, and that was the intrigue about getting involved with this one. It was uh, kind of changing it, making a difference, but uh, we showed up and we were creating everything from day one moving forward, you know, policies, procedures, safety stuff, manuals, we had nothing. So, um, so it's been good. So the first year was, went by fast, but uh, it's been fun. Good, good. So as a car wash operator now, what do you think of the two to three things that uh, sort of keep you up at night or where do you think the industry's going or? Uh, well, for us specifically, the, the one thing that we've been struggling with, and I think it's kind of across the board, I speak to other people about this topic, is really just the labor. Um, the upside of this car wash business is not terribly labor intensive, but um, having quality key employees uh, there, that's the biggest thing that we've been working on. Okay, okay. where does training fit into that? I think it's huge. I think the retention there, I mean, the proper training, um, and unfortunately we showed up and there was no training manuals, nothing. So we were creating this, not only learning the business, uh, but also the daily policies and procedures. So I think training is important, uh, that communication early on, uh, so those employees know what to expect, um, what they're supposed to do. There's obviously safety precautions and um, even just the customer interaction. Uh, we're in a service business. Um, I think all car washes do a good job of washing. It's what you can do above and beyond. That that's really been the thing that's we've stressed is that customer service. However, you can interact with a customer in a short period of time to make that experience memorable, and that's the reason they come back. So, okay, good, good. And what's been your involvement in car wash associations? Um, well, we signed up for a bunch of different ones, <laughs> um, just because we, we we had to really go out and start, you know, kicking things around to, to understand what we 
we're, we're doing in this first year. So um, we're you know members of several different associations. They've been great. They've helped us give us some information. There's a couple things that we've been fighting. One is a as a sales tax. So they've given us some advice and helped with that. So. Um, so it's been good, and it's really, I just like the form in which you can bounce ideas off people. We've come together as a collective group, and how can we better um, our industry in general, and how we can apply those successes of others onto your own site. I think that's, it's valuable, invaluable uh, information, and I love the form in which we can do it. Okay, great, great. Thanks, Brian. All right, tell me your name. Willie Bdokovich. And what do you do? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Willie works for AVW. You're the owner of AVW Car Washing Equipment. It's a family business. Yeah, I'm an owner, my sister and my father. Okay. And how long have you been in the business? Uh, my father started in 1973. Oh, wow, okay, okay, good, good. So we're just kind of asking people here at Splash, well, what are the two or three issues that you're seeing in the car wash industry that you think is interesting or challenging for the operators? Oh my God, tough question. Um, let's see, it's always challenging uh, creating a great customer experience and uh, showing value and creating habits. Habits amongst the customers? Uh, amongst the customers uh, getting used to visiting car washes weekly. Okay, okay, you've been a big advocate. Over, I've known you for many years and you've been a big advocate about customer experience. What's, give me some definite, what, what are two or three things that you consider to be important for customer experience? Uh, I would say the five senses. And so uh, seeing, touching, tasting, hearing uh, are all very important. And uh, as soon as the car wash industry gets consistent and makes all those senses pleasant, uh, you know, we're going to see a lot more volume and frequency. Okay. Okay. So, give, give us a couple examples. When you say taste, that's an interesting one for the car wash. What would be an example of that? I think uh, when they probably the closest one would be uh, a foul reclaim. You know, you almost taste the water, even though you can for sure smell it. But if it's that bad, you're, you almost taste it. And so that's being important to create a pleasant experience. So when they smell strawberries, they're almost tasting the strawberries. You know, to that degree. Okay. So smell and taste gets lumped. Kind of in the same same. Yeah, they can be. They can be. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, site-wise, you know, we're doing really good with the color foams, but making sure the the walls are clean, the floors are clean, the landscaping is up to date. Um, those are all important sites, you know, along with clean, shiny, and dry. Okay. Okay. So, what are some of the exciting things coming out of the industry right now that's keeping you up at night for for excitement purposes, not keeping you up at night worrying? Well, again, it's all that customer experience, you know, trying to get that across to the operators, uh, saying, hey, you know, if it's $50,000 to add landscaping, it, it pays a lot of dividends, and that you individual, as if you have one car wash, is as important as a Mr. Car Wash that has hundreds, as far as being the image to, you know, the uh, villages that we're all trying to build in. So there's a lot of big, uh, big players in the industry coming in now. It's something we haven't seen before. What do you, how do you think that's going to impact the overall industry? Yeah, uh, so far, uh, everybody's doing a good job, and that's probably the most important thing. They're uh, committed to a great image and growth, and which is going to raise the bar. And hopefully everybody that's below the bar is going to follow along, and it's going to be a win-win for everybody. Great, great. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.
All right, tell me your name. My name is Heath Pomerantz. And who do you work for? Diamond Shine Chemicals. Okay, great, great. So you uh, have been a, a vendor helping people in the industry. You've also been an owner. Yes, I've been in the industry since I was a little kid, six years old. I uh, held just about every job in the business from armor hauling tires when I was a little kid to owning a distributorship, owning car washes, and now working for Diamond Shine. Okay, so you're one of those multi-generational car wash people. I'm one of the lucky guys that can't get away from it. That's there right. you go. There you go. Good, great. So we're kind of asking people, what do you think are the two to three issues facing the car wash operator today? Well, uh, water's always going to be an issue. Uh, you see some, especially on the West Coast, the droughts in California. Uh, some of the other issues that we're facing is the industry's changing quite rapidly in terms of who's driving vehicles. Uh, a lot of ride shares with Uber. Uh, I think people who do car wash package um, deals see that the Uber riders are there far more often than everyone else. Uh, I think those are two pretty common and universal issues. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we see a lot of Uber riders uh, getting their car washed on limited plans. Any advice for that? Limit them. Limit them. Uh, the reality is they're driving for a living. Uh, if you wouldn't let a taxi cab come in four or five times a day, you shouldn't let an Uber rider come in four or five times a day every single day all month long. Should, uh, should there be a different uh, commercial rate for that, do you think? Absolutely. Uh, do a fleet account where you would bill them separately, uh, but absolutely I think commercial account is necessary. Okay, so talking about water, uh, we've done a pretty decent job of water utilization in the industry or do we need to do better? I think we're doing a fantastic job. I think we've done great at informing the public that it is a hindrance to wash your car in your driveway that you are using more water. I think it's still a terrible stigma that we have in an industry that the car wash is evil and we use tons of car wash or tons of water when in reality that's not the case. Uh, we're actually better for the environment. We reclaim, we recycle, uh, we limit water usage. So um, I think it's just a matter of informing the public and, and we've been doing a good job with our campaigns. Okay, great. I've got an idea about water consumption. I, I really try to communicate to our customers we really don't consume water except for the water that's carried off because the water that we use, if we don't, uh, if it doesn't evaporate in the air, it gets sent back to, to a wastewater system, gets cleaned up and sent back through the rivers or streams or gets used as non-potable water. So in our, our community in Colorado Springs, there's a lot of uh, uses for non-potable water. Do you buy that argument? Absolutely, I do. I mean, the reality is the water stays at the car wash for the most part. Although we're saying we use 30 to 40 gallons a car, it's sometimes that 30 to 40 gallons is then being used on another vehicle in certain parts of the tunnel in an effective way that's still cleaning and not doing any damage to that next car while at the same time helping the environment. Uh, especially in Colorado, you can take, for example, uh, when we were asked to cut water usage back, we did. That water usage was really never lifted. They still asked us to stay at that 30% reduction and we've been able to do so successfully. Yeah, so what's new in car wash chemicals? What are, where are we seeing car wash chemicals going? So the big push from a lot of vendors, and particularly Diamond Shine, is to get rid of drums, to get away from 30 and 55 gallon containers, move to smaller, convenient, safe uh, containers like our bullseye setup. Okay, those, yeah, those 35 and 55 gallon containers are, are uh, do you consider, I consider them to kind of be a little dangerous. They're absolutely dangerous. Uh, Fingers get crushed, toes get crushed, backs get hurt. Uh, any business owner has enough concerns when they've got employees and protecting their employees. There's no need to add more issues. There's alternatives to it. 
There's safe, convenient ways to do it. Uh, our heaviest container is 26 pounds. When you look at the lightest 30-gallon container, it, that's not even in the same ballpark. So uh, safety should be the number one concern. Right, right. And then well, there's some new EPA regulations coming out or labeling regulations coming out. Do you want to speak to that real quick? So, uh, yes, we. every company is having to put new labels on. The labels, unfortunately, are a little scarier to business owners. However, nothing's changed. It's just how we are required to label and identify some products and, and the safety re requirements with them. So you're going to see some scarier labels, but in reality, nothing's changed. The product is still safe. It's still controlled. It's tested. It's maintained, and it's still reliable. Okay, okay, good, good. So how are you enjoying Splash? It's, it's going fantastic. The turnout is excellent. Uh, we've been pretty much nonstop at the booth, which is always exciting. Some good opportunities, some really good new faces to the business that we're seeing. It's, it's been great so far. Good, good. I, I, I like the relaxed feeling of it. I think that's a little different than the normal trade show. Absolutely. It is very laid back, but in a still professional way. Uh, we still have customers coming around asking good questions and getting some good information, but it's not nearly as formal. Um, it's intimate in a good way. Good, good. No, thanks so much, Heath. Thank you, David. So here's Rich Ballinger from Motor City Washworks. Rich, what do you do for Motor City? Hi, Dave. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I run operations at Motor City. Okay, great, great. An up-and-coming car wash company. It's doing very well right now. Had a great charity event back in July in Detroit. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you did there? Well, we that was our eighth annual, and uh, we held an auction, and the auction benefited the St. Jude Children's Hospital. We donated $60,000 to St. Jude. From That's that. crazy. That's great. That's fantastic. It was, it was really great. We had uh, about 130 people attend, and we uh, had a very casual event that started off with a tour on Monday night, and uh, then we, we spent the evening together in a uh, hotel bar. The next day, we, uh, we had an open house at the factory. We offered a barbecue lunch. And then we had our auction in Detroit at the Gem Theater, the historic Gem Theater. And after the auction ended, we uh, took in a baseball game, Tigers versus the Indians, I believe it was. I think so, yeah, yeah. And they're in the World Series, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Good, good. It's our eighth annual, and every single year the Tigers have lost a baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Maybe they ought to stop doing that. but. So I'm asking from your perspective, you talked to a lot of uh, owners and operators. What are the two to three issues that owner or operator is having to deal with in today's environment? Um, I, we were seeing owners want to reduce labor. Uh, they're trying to automate in order to get that done. Uh, and they're also trying to um, get a bit better drying, do less prepping in the front. And let's see, what else are they looking to do? They're all looking to make more money. The subscription model seems to be uh, the uh, most innovative and effective tool for making more money recently, in the last two to three years. And the express uh, exterior model is also uh, extremely high and stay, stay, it's staying red hot. It's been going on for 10 years at least and, and more and more 
operators are uh, adding express exteriors or converting to it. So what, what are you seeing in the equipment world that's exciting and new? Uh, for my company, the newest product is the Dry and Shine, automatic uh, friction drying machine. Okay, and that really gives the opportunity for people to get a really dry car as it comes out of the tunnel. Yeah, very dry. Uh, so it, we, we install it after the air dryer. Uh, hopefully we can reduce the amount of horsepower needed for air drying and remove all of the last difficult to remove water droplets. So I've got about 150 horsepower of drying right now in my tunnel. What would you, what would I be able to go to if I had a dry and shine at the exit? How fast is your line speed and how long is it? The I'll say 150 foot tunnel, 165 cars an hour. Okay, so typically we say 30%. So four to five producers, and um, then a dry and shine at the end. Usually what we do is we rearrange the equipment, we squeeze the drip space, uh, and then it takes 16 feet at the end, 16 to 18, depending on if you have a tire shine or not. And the tire shine has to go after the machine because you don't want to wipe tire shine with a side wheel. Right, right, right. But you're seeing people with good results, and people can retrofit that in most existing tunnels? Most of the time, yeah. If it's not too tight already, we can retrofit it. Yeah, obviously, you have to take that in consideration. Well, great. What do you think of Splash so far? I think it's great. A lot of energy on the floor, lots of familiar faces, and some new ones, too. Good interaction. Yeah, it's a little more relaxing. I know I can hardly get to talk to you at the big trade show because you're so busy. But uh, the, the pace feels pretty good here. It, it, the pace has been great, and, and we've, we've been able to spend more time with each person. Yeah. Good, good. All right, Rich, thanks so much. Thank you, David. All right, so tell me your name. Jamie Harris. And who do you work with or for? Uh, I own Hydroflex. Okay, what does Hydroflex do? We are a chemical dispensing systems integrator. Okay, great, great. So we're asking both operators and vendors kind of what are some of the two or three uh, issues you're seeing in the car wash industry right now that uh, your customers are interested in or concerned about? Some of our customers are looking for higher flow uh, on some of the uh, uh, lava arches, so we had to migrate to a higher flow manifold to address that. Okay, okay. And then um, overall issues, what, what, what are car wash people talking about or telling you they're concerned about? Water usage and trying to use as little water and chemistry to, to clean a car and, and do it efficiently. Because okay, water costs are increasing probably nationwide. For sure, in the droughts, there's more and more uh, areas that are, are uh, regulating water usage. So how would you consider uh, car washes in the overall scheme of water conservation? I think they do a good job. I think it's better than washing it uh, on your own uh, at home. You're going to use more at home than you are in a car wash. Okay. And I was uh, talking to somebody earlier, a chemistry guy, about the argument of even the water I don't, like the water I sent back to the wastewater system, gets cleaned up by the city or county and gets reused or gets sent back into the stream system. So for the most part, would you consider car washing to be somewhat of a closed loop system? For sure, and it's safe to the public, for sure. I don't think it's going to get into the water systems and, and create problems. Yeah, good, good. So uh, you enjoying Splash? Yeah, Splash is fun. I like the I like the, the vibe and the music. Yeah, well, we do have a DJ going. I forgot about that up front. So the thing I like about it is you can actually talk to some of the vendors. At, at the big show, you can't talk to anybody. Exactly. You get a lot more open environment. 
It's a lot more vibrant. All right, Jamie, thanks so much. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for listening to The How of Car Washing. For more information, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofcarwashing.com and leave us a comment if you have a topic you would like discussed. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you next time on The How of Car Washing.